Welcome to an Inward Authority podcast. Please find the free PDF booklet, Growth Formula, that goes with this podcast at inwardauthority.com under Growth Process, How to Grow, at the bottom of the page. Today, we will be discussing the growth formula element, spiritual focus. Through decades of experience, I have consistently found that whenever I am afraid, worried, anxious, or angry, I have found my thinking to be away from God and focus more on my own wants. My thoughts can be directed into entitlements, unmet expectations, and what I believe I deserve. And when I think about God and the spiritual path, I realize how I had forgotten to walk in it. God offers grace, but each day I need to choose to be in it. 1 Peter 4.10 As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Because what is spiritual can be understood in many different ways, we will use the Bible verses to point out patterns. There are particular instructions for us on how to live by the Spirit and with the Spirit. Since the Bible presents much instruction, we ought to understand the instruction and reflect upon how we can carry it out to understand it more. Before we can carry anything out, we will need to focus our heart, mind, soul, and strength toward it. We can access the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3.17 Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Luke 11.13 If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? John 14.26 But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. See also John 16.13, Acts 1.8, and Acts 2.17. Romans 14.17 For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 5.5 Now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. If we are out of touch with the Spirit, it's not because of God. It's because of our own attitudes and choices. God doesn't change. We do. And we are invited to change our heart, mind, soul, and strength to be with God and continue to grow our spiritual focus. The Spiritual Battle Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Matthew 26, 41. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. We have a willing spirit within us to guide us and help us. The spirit is ready to assist. The spirit will not act for us. We need to listen and respond with spiritual thoughts and actions. John 3, 6, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. What we are born of is what we choose to obey and follow. What we obey and follow is from what we are born. We can only have one master and one God. By our fruit and our deeds, we can understand what we follow. Matthew 7, 20, Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. John 6.63 It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. 
The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. Sincerity is a requirement. We must sincerely desire to grow. We can focus upon spiritual things lacking sincerity. We can speak spiritual words lacking sincerity. There may be underlying spiritual struggles blocking our sincere love for God. Fear, resentment, vanity, and deception exist. We can humble ourselves to God, praying for willingness to let go and pursue other spiritual good within our minds, hearts, and souls. Our words develop from the attitude of our hearts and minds. Sincere words that come from love and seek peace can promote spiritual good things. Words that promote worldly, superficial, and material things are likely unspiritual. Discernment with the Spirit will be required to maintain spiritual good action. 1 Corinthians 2.12 Now we have received, not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. 1 Corinthians 6.17 But he who is joined to the Lord is one Spirit with him. If our thoughts, attitudes, feelings, and actions align with God's purpose and grace, then we are more likely joined spiritually with God. God is love. If we can seek to imagine and experience God's love, we can position ourselves better to experience God. Yet it is the collective character of God working together within us that can enhance our experience with God. Love works with mercy, forgiveness, peace, truth, justice, generosity, kindness, and patience. Galatians 5.22-26 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So if we live in the Spirit, then we walk in the Spirit and will produce the fruit described above. Those closest to us can more accurately attest to our productivity with the love, joy, peace, etc. If we live in the Spirit. It can be a good evaluation to ask those closest to us how we can grow in the character described above. Our attitudes, thoughts, and desires to lift ourselves up above others are not with the Spirit. Our vain conceit and wanting to be better than others is destructive towards spiritual good. We ought to deny such thoughts and prompts while focusing more intentionally with long-suffering to humbly bring into focus the good fruit of the Spirit we can produce and experience. Ephesians 5.8-11 For you were once darkness... But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. The unfruitful works of darkness could be anything not matching the description of the fruit of the Spirit. If we are not producing fruit, then we may become unfruitful. Philippians 2, 1-4 Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. 
Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. The Spirit will guide us increasingly towards serving and helping others towards spiritual good. Our thoughts, words, and senses can grow more and more into spiritual productivity if we choose to focus upon and obey the Holy Spirit within us. Now on repentance, 1 Samuel 10.6 Then the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. Proverbs 1.23 Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my Spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Temptations, distractions, misleading messages, misunderstandings, desires of the flesh, and weaknesses of the mind can prompt us toward unspiritual things. We all have them. Most of us from time to time will give in to temptation. How much and how far we give in to temptation can vary from situation to situation. God will always be available to us for healing and help when we are humble enough, willing, and ready to accept it. Acts 2.38 Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Repent is to turn to God. We are not turning away from sin, because if we were, we would be giving attention to sin. If we turn away from sin, sin is the topic. Instead, we turn toward God because God is the topic. God is the focus. Good is the focus. Our spiritual focus needs to be upon God for good to come. If we consistently set our minds upon evil and sin to abstain from it, we will be observing evil instead of God. This can bring about fear. Yet since we are focused upon God and godly good, we can set our thoughts upon the good of God and can bring it about in our words, attitudes, and actions. We can reflect upon beauty, joy, love, and peace as we observe such things within our minds and experience them more within our hearts, we may experience and witness them grow. Romans 2.29 But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter whose praise is not from men, but from God. Inwardly, we are to be with the Spirit. We are to think and behave in ways to seek praise more from God than from people. We follow first the Spirit within us, then the written words in the Bible. We see how they work together. Spiritual truth and the Word of God work together. Romans 8.1 There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Romans 8.6 For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It's recommended to read all of Romans 8 to understand this better. What our minds spend time thinking about affects our spiritual productivity. 1 Corinthians 7.34 There is a difference between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares about the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she who is married cares about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. 
It's not being a virgin that is the focus of spiritual significance in this verse. What is of spiritual significance is what the virgin is focused upon doing, cares about things of the Lord, rather than cares about things of the world, and how to please people. 2 Corinthians 7.1 Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in fear of God. To cleanse ourselves from filth is to perfect holiness in reverence to God. We will no longer need to fear God once we experience God's good. We can learn through experience how right, good, pure, loving, and joyful God is. We can then be more encouraged to seek it out with hope and faith. What we find joy and fulfillment in is often what we gravitate towards. We can learn to think about and understand through experience how following God can produce much fulfillment and joy. Hebrews 4.12 For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is the discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. Once we understand through experience God's amazing grace and the good we have access to, the words in the Bible directing us into self-denial and helping others will prompt us towards self-sacrifice that can feel like spiritual surgery. Parts of our beliefs can be tied to sin, unwilling to let it go. Our focus to increase ourselves into grace can sometimes be like cutting the chains of sin holding us back. Sin that we have come to rely upon will seek to continue and we will need to take captive our thoughts which prompt us to it and replace those thoughts with prompts toward God's righteousness. An addict of any sort will face intense discomfort in recovery. This too with simpler forms of spiritual growth. 1 John 4, 6 We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Only when we accept God's ways into our minds and hearts can we hear with clarity God's spirit. As long as we are at odds with truth, peace, forgiveness, mercy, and justice, or clinging to evil from fear, resentment, or vain conceit, we can be blind and deaf to God's instruction. 1 John 4.18 there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. Philippians 4, 8-9 Meditate on these things. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. We are to live with God in our minds, hearts, attitudes, and actions. The biblical instructions indicate this is to be done regularly, not just once in a while. The spiritual reality around us lives and breathes within underlying dynamics of love. Love is a central ingredient, and 1 Corinthians 13 gives a pretty good definition of love.
we ought to be looking intently at bringing to life such character. Meditation can be a great way to imagine this character, how we can demonstrate it with our words, our pace, our posture, our presentation, our choices, and attitude. We can seek with empathy to understand how other people feel, their perceptions, and care for them. We can learn to be with other people spiritually, emotionally, and affectionately. God has everything to do with feelings and spiritual sensations which involve our whole being and soul. Varieties and Differences We each have different spiritual strengths and weaknesses. We can recognize the spiritual strengths within each other and affirm it while also encouraging growth. As we encourage others, we ought to first ensure we are doing it with patient kindness, sincere truth, and love. We also ought to listen patiently for feedback, giving attention to spiritual truth presented both verbally and non-verbally. We can learn a lot by our own inward reactions to such exchanges. Some questions to think about or discuss as a group. Are we okay with hearing how we can improve? Are we okay with receiving critical feedback from others? Can we understand how critical feedback can help us see how to improve? 1 Corinthians 12, 4-7 There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. We can learn from each other's different views and insights. For every character trait, there are both strengths and weaknesses. Let's focus upon seeing how we can learn from others' strengths and improve our own weaknesses with God's character. Now a little bit about spiritual family. Mark 3.33-35 But he answered them, saying, Who is my mother or my brothers? And he looked around in a circle at those who sat about him. He said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God is my brother, my sister, and mother. We will need to discern carefully our associations while always seeking first to correct ourselves into God's grace. Jesus is making an important point in this verse. For whoever does the will of God. We can also read Ezekiel 18 and John 15. Let's think about a couple questions or discuss them as a group. Are we around others who do the will of God? Do others we are around encourage and challenge us to grow with God? Are we encouraging others to grow with God? If yes, how so? We ought to choose to speak and demonstrate spiritual good each day. Deuteronomy 6, 4-9 Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. Jesus explains this command to be the first and most important. Are we going to prioritize this command as Jesus instructed? Our answer will be stated through our actions. Moses in Deuteronomy 6 continues, Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Let's think about or discuss as a group 
Is this instruction obsolete or now unnecessary? How well are we fulfilling the command? Do we want to? Would it be hard to do such things? Can we do it? There are people who have found the God of the Bible through 12-step programs. One thing that stands out in 12-step programs is the length some are willing to go to be with God. The steps involve confession, self-examination of character defects, prayer to let go of such defects, service to others, making restitution for harm done, and helping others to do the same. To people who are not familiar with this course of action, it could seem, well, just a little crazy. could seem a little ridiculous, maybe even foolish. Yet, aren't we to be fools for Christ? See 1 Corinthians 4. When we work with others to share our experiences, we may encounter those who do not want God as we want God, or to grow with God as we are. We can move on to someone else. Luke 9.55 But he turned and rebuked them, and said, You do not know the manner of the spirit you are of. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. We ought to be seeking spiritual productivity. When we meet resistance, we can first evaluate ourselves to see if it is our own attitude or spiritual error. Then, when we are convinced we are at peace and with love, not having fear or pride, we can move onward to someone else. Arguing with others who do not want God is often not productive. Grace is training. Titus 2.11-12 For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. The grace of God teaches us if we are following it. God gave instructions or commands for us to follow. Jesus was a teacher providing instructions. Ephesians 6.4 And you, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. Luke 6.40 A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. Followers of Christ and the Bible, those who seek to comply with the Bible, will have much training to do. We all can choose each day to find a way to grow in the goodness of God and participate in God's grace with our hearts, minds, attitudes, words, and actions. We can each day choose to grow in simple ways, but this will require self-discipline and focus. Matthew 6.33-34 But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.